Hello, and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand. In this episode, we are talking all things social media, do's, don'ts, tips. Yeah, there's this one is chock full of everything social media. So you definitely want to stick around for this one. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Nicole Porter. Nicole is a professional chocolatier turned digital marketer and owner of the social media marketing agency, Monomoy Social Media. Nicole has an extensive, has extensive experience and knowledge about the ins and outs of marketing with a focus on authenticity. So I love authenticity, Nicole, but chocolatier. Tell me more, please. What? <laughs> I know it's kind of a funny switch for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, I was in the chocolate business for about 10 years. Uh, started my first chocolate shop when I had my, my first son who's 15 now. And, um, then I had a couple more kids and it got to be very labor intensive to have three sons and also be running a candy store. So I switched. Uh, people had started asking me about social media. I did a lot of marketing on Facebook and Instagram and actually Reddit at the time. Um, and I did a lot of email marketing. And so I had had people kind of start asking me about that. And so I thought, you know, I have a background in marketing. Um, so this would be a good switch for me at this time. And so I made the switch about five and a half years ago. and never look back. It is interesting because I feel like a lot of times when, th when things happen organically, like my business happened organically and, and kind of a similar uh, thing. I did have always have a background in marketing, but yeah, I've done a couple things and then kind of came back to it. But I think that for me and people that I see that are very successful, usually it kind of starts out that way. Instead of saying like, I'm going to go do this random thing that I have no experience in and go for it. There, people are kind of like, well, I do this. I learned how to do it. And now I'm going to kind of lean into it a little more. Do you agree? Like, is it just feel just better? Oh, absolutely. I feel yeah. like, you know, yeah. obviously chocolate, like I love, everybody loves chocolate. I love chocolate. It was a really fun business. But, you know, when people started asking me, it really felt like I was being led in a direction that, you know, I was really meant to be in. And, and it was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Like, I tell this story of my aha moment of when I realized I could do this as a business. And I had, I still have my, my store. I had an infant. He was a newborn, my third child. And I, this mortgage broker, I was in a BNI at the time and we were doing networking. I did corporate gifting. And she said to me, can you come to my mortgage company and can you teach me how to do Facebook? And so I went to the mortgage office and I brought my newborn and I taught her, I wrote her a whole plan. I taught her how to use uh, Facebook for her mortgage company. And then when I left, she paid me. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I, sh I should be wow. doing this. This is, I really enjoyed that. I could have more time with my kids. I have a background in marketing. And so it really was a much more natural fit for me. And like you said, it mm -hmm. came about organically. And it just, you know, it really went, I think, the way it was supposed to go. That's awesome. Um, so I... I love authenticity. It comes up a lot. I did a podcast recently where I talked about the three A's of personal branding and authenticity was, was right up there. You know, I think it was number, I think it was number one. It made it. Yeah. I want to know how you, how important you think authenticity is in social media. 
Oh gosh, I, it's number one. I mean, really next to consistency, authenticity is huge because so much of what we see out in the world right now is so curated. Even a lot of the people we see online, the influences we're following, they're curated and people, they don't want that, right? You, If you're creating a friendship with somebody, you don't want the curated version of that person. You want the real person. And it, it's the same when you're talking about social media, right? So people are on social media because they want connection. They want to be talking to other people and connecting with them. And if they wanted to see a curated version of something, they would open a magazine. It's a very different form of media. And so that's why I think it's so important on social media, right? You're connecting with these people in real time. It's interactive. They want to talk to you. It's it's unlike any other form of media we've really ever had in the past. And and that's why that authenticity piece is so important. But I feel I do think that Instagram is sort of like a magazine too. It can like be. Like it is a lot, it has still has elements of like pretty pictures and um I think I feel like that one is probably the most curated of all of them, and it is kind of the app itself. I think that you're right. Instagram is super curated at times, and you know, we do like to see a pretty picture, but I think that piece of it, especially this year in 2023, it's going away a little bit. I really think we're going to see a lot more people bring their true selves to the platform um, and not worry so much about those curated feeds because that's that's what their audience wants and it's what their audience responds to. So if you see that type of content doing well on your feed as opposed to the curated pretty picture, you're going to want to do more of that authentic stuff. So you know, even if you can start with a mix, it's it's really helpful because then your customers are going to connect with you in a broader way than they would otherwise. It is interesting because I have seen people kind of been, you know, more true to themselves and kind of talking about the, their feelings and things like that on like stories and things like that. I personally, a lot of, sometimes they turn me off when I find out kind of like who the non-curated person is, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Because I may not be their ideal person to be following them anyway. Exactly. What are your thoughts on that? Like, should should people be authentic? Because you bet you may turn people off. People may not like that. They may like this curated kind of more perfect person. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think that um, you're spot on with when you say that's okay. It's okay that I might not like that. I might not be that person's ideal client. Right. So good marketing, mm-hmm. it should attract the right person, but it should repel the wrong person. Right. If you're if they're not the right client for me, if they're not the right follower for me, I don't want them watering down my feet because they're just going to take yeah. attention away from the people that should be seeing it. So, yeah. yes, it's it's definitely uncomfortable to hear somebody say, I don't like that. I don't like what you put out. Yeah. It's not the right thing for me. It's uncomfortable for a lot of us because we we want to be liked innately as humans. We want to be liked by people. Mm -hmm. But, you Mm -hmm. know, high follower count doesn't necessarily equal sales if they're not the right people. Yeah. So, yes, I think if you're your true self and maybe some people don't like that, it is okay because they're not the right people for Mm -hmm. you. Interesting thing that I had that came up that I thought was kind of a kind of like one of those similar things. Like, So we had a, a client that was I think she was kind of trying to figure out like 
you know, dealing with money issues more than anything else. But basically they wanted to see some of our clients, some of their stuff. And she basically was like, I don't like this website. I don't like this person's stuff. And, and it was kind of like a detriment on me. And I'm like, you basically don't like what this client shows because I don't build cookie cutter people. They're, they're people. Yeah. They show up, you know, and, and they choose their own logo. They choose their own colors. They choose their, their, they show up for the photo shoot. The fact that you don't like their photos while I have specs and we always do lifestyle images with Boca and blah, blah, blah. You're literally attacking that person, not me yeah. as a brander. Yeah. Cause I, my job is to build a personal brand for a person and have it be unique to them. Not what you want. Right. That's what my superpower is building the personal brand that someone wants, someone believes in. So it's a, a very interesting thing. And we did send an email going like, oh, no, I think you have it wrong. <laughs> I don't build cookie cutters. Yeah. If you want if you want to know what my brand is, is go look at my stuff. Yeah. But I don't build a cookie cutter. So tell, tell me about that. When you work with clients, like, do you have a similar kind of thing? I mean, I... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I work with so many different kinds of clients. If I put my spin on all of my clients, they wouldn't do well at all. And so I really try to get them to show their face and to show what's happening in their business as a way for them to show who they really are. And that's what helps people connect with them. And it can be uncomfortable for them too. Certainly when I say, you know, I, I want you to send me a photo of yourself working today and a lot of them, they kind of shy away from that a little bit, but that's what's going to help people really see what's happening in that business and connect with that business and right. the people behind that business. So, you know, the more we can do that, the better. And and that's not me. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to put my face on their social media. That's not going to, <laughs> that's yeah. not going to do it. They need to be themselves. Right. right? So yeah. yeah, we take a very similar approach. We want the business and the business owner to really be highlighted and you really want to see what's happening in the, the daily life of those uh, businesses. Yeah. I mean, someone's personal brand, social media accounts, website, it should speak to that person, not to, you know, and their ideal client and all of that sort of stuff, but it should be what they really love and enjoy. Cause if it's not, then what, I mean, if you can't have fun and look at your own website and be like, yes, it looks good. Yeah. Then what is the point? What is the point, right? really? And I mean that—that that, you know, I—you I, obviously can't rant on somebody, but I can in my podcast. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I just think that that's such a yeah, yeah. It's such a shame where people were like, "Well, it's not perfect. It's not this," and you're like, "Well, you actually have it all wrong." Yeah. And I, that's actually one of the things that I tell our clients when they do videos is we don't need it to be perfect. You can say, um, you can have a pause, you can have a thought. What do you think about that when you guys are, when you're working with your clients doing videos? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, again, it's showing the real person. Like we all stumble over our words. We all do that. And it's like you said, it shows that we are human. So I think, the more yeah. imperfection you show, it actually helps. And and you can show people yeah. the data behind it. And it's not just, oh, hey, Nicole and Claire think this and that's what they said in the podcast. No, yeah. you can show people, you know, if I've done curated content versus authentic, you're just talking to the camera or a photo, what's happening, that type of content, yeah. it does better time and time again. 
And you can tell that by the number of people that are commenting on it, the number of people that are reacting to it, um, that, you know, mm -hmm. all of that stuff, the people that are mentioning it, like in real life, like, hey, I saw you on social media, like that actually happens. And that doesn't happen mm -hmm. with your curated cookie cutter feed. It happens when yeah. you're, you're being yourself and you're talking to the camera just nonchalantly. It's, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a big deal, right? It doesn't have to be so perfect. I, I say like, one of the things I say to people a lot is stop overthinking. <laughs> like seriously, like you're thinking about oh it, God. you're getting in your head and you're thinking about it too much. And, and that's where I think yeah. where their biggest downfall comes from. Is like, yeah. I, I joke with my, with like my clients. I'm like, okay, right now we're, we're at like the, the, you're, you know, you're an infant, right? You don't have a huge following and all this kind of stuff. We're going to grow it. So you're going to like learn along the way. So right now, this is the time to make all those mistakes, yeah. get over your fears because you're going to grow a following and that's when you're going to, it's going to, you know, mean more like, Oh, I really, you know, I kind of sucked in that video or whatever it is. But by the time you've got like, you know, 10,000 followers or more or whatever, you've already, they're like, Oh, I've got this. Yeah. I'm not even scared anymore. Yeah. So another thing that comes up that I find, we actually have someone that, that we're, we're kind of talking to and he's like super worried about, you know, getting like negative followers, like negative people. Like, oh, I just don't know if I can, you know, kind of handle that. What do you, what is your response to your clients that are like, you know, to want to, you know, if they get negative comments mm -hmm. or someone sends them a DM that's kind of nasty? So it's an unfortunate fact of the internet that those people are out there, right? And so I tend to take the approach of it's not if, it's when, right? So it probably mm -hmm. will happen. So we need to prepare be prepared for that. And we need to have a plan in place for when that happens. And so there's really two ways to approach it. You know, is it somebody that's genuinely giving you feedback, somebody that wants to have a conversation with you? That's one situation. Um, and in that situation, you might handle a little, a little bit differently than somebody that's just being a jerk. Um, in that situation, you know, you might not appreciate that they're doing it in a public forum, but you can have a conversation mm -hmm. with that person and you can show your customer service and you can show your expertise and you can handle that situation with grace. Now, if someone's just out there just to be a jerk and they're just being a troll and that's, you know, their only purpose in life and those people are there, they show up on the internet all the time, then you just block and delete them and you move on because their whole purpose is to get you to engage and to start a fight with you. So you really have to yeah. look at it from, okay, is somebody genuinely trying to have a conversation or they're being a jerk? And then you kind of decide from there, am mm -hmm. I going to engage? Am I going to block yeah. and just, that's it. I'm done with them. Um, because uh, it mean, happens. The trolls. Yeah. The, the, the trolls are just bullies. Yeah. You know, they're weak. Yep. They're hiding behind, you know, they're, they're, they're on social media um, and they're going to take you down. They would never say it to your face. Yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> they feel that they have power. So if you kind of put all that into perspective, it may make it a little bit easier. Um, well, so I want to bring up one other thing. So another thing that I hear is like some people, sometimes people are like, if I go out on social media, I'm going to like, people are going to know where I live. They're going to know too much about me. I'm kind of a, afraid of my privacy mm. being lost. What are your thoughts on that? That's an interesting one. I actually just talked to a nonprofit about this recently because they had to be very careful with some of the stuff they were putting out. And I think the number one thing to remember with this is that being authentic doesn't mean you're sharing everything. 
right? It doesn't mean mm. that the world has an open book to your life. It just means that you're being a little bit more real and you're showing your true personality. Um, you know, if you look mm -hmm. at my social media feeds, you will very rarely see a photo of my children. I have three children, um, but it's a boundary of mine that I don't really like to put them out there. You'll see photos of my dogs. You'll see photos of myself. Um, I have six ducks in the backyard. I put photos of them up sometimes. But, you know, I'm I'm a quirky kind of person that will do that. And that's how I show who I am and help people connect with me. And I talk about kids sometimes, but I don't really show their faces. So I think mm -hmm. that's a real important distinction for people is that you don't have to show the world everything to help them connect with you and show them pieces of your personality. Um, you can certainly hold some yeah. stuff back and still allow people to connect with you. I like that. Um, I, that's, that's similar to what, to what I say about whether to show your kids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I will show my dogs. I, but other than that, I really don't show my family that much. Yeah. Um, in the past I did a little bit more right now. I'm not, I definitely, I, I know for me and I, I would love your advice on this, your take on it. Um, I, I used to do stories all the time back when I was doing lifestyle, a lot more lifestyle um, stuff. And now I'm not, I'm, I'm rarely on there probably since 2020. I didn't like the way kind of things were 2020, 2021. It just was like, ugh, this icky, angry place, mm. social media. So I really just detox. I was like, I do not. My team does a lot of the stuff, but I was like, I do not want to even open the apps because it's just like, ugh. Um, and so I've kind of gotten back into it. I've definitely gotten rid of some of those people that I'm like, oh, I actually don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, I don't like you're done. you. Um, yeah. And so, but what do you do when you're like, I'm so busy? How do I, I know stories and things like that are important. How do I prioritize that in my day? Do I batch it? What are your, what's your advice to creating stories, which I mean, Instagram, if Instagram is like one of your, you know, top platforms, how do you actually do that? Yeah, I would definitely batch it and use a scheduler and you know instagram and facebook they have the free um business suite that you can use that has it's really come a long way in the last year um it used to be so awful i never wanted to use it but now they actually let mm -hmm. you schedule stories and whatnot and it can, they can go out automatically so i think the number one thing is knowing you have to prioritize it and then putting that into your schedule. So saying, you know, maybe every Monday morning for an hour, I'm going to batch out my stories for the week or for two weeks or whatever your system might mm -hmm. be that works for you. And then just put them mm -hmm. all into your scheduler and make sure you check back for comments. But that way you don't have to be creating that content all the time. Because um, I feel like if you, if every day you wake up and you're going to say, okay, I got to post a story today. What am I going to post? It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's going to fall to the bottom of the list. And it's just not going to mm -hmm. ever, you're not ever going to do it. Um, I had to put myself mm -hmm. in as a client in order to get my own social media done. You know, I was prioritizing all my clients and doing their social. And I had to do the same thing with myself. I had to say, okay, every Saturday morning, I'm going to do my own social media. And I put it in my project manager mm -hmm. and stuck to it. Um, otherwise, yeah. it doesn't happen. So all, all my important stuff goes in there. Yeah, I like that. I, I I feel for me one of the biggest things is is I mean most days I, I don't look like this. I do not have a full face of makeup on. Um, my hair, you know, will look. I always air dry it every you know re regardless. So my hair will look good, but 
I, you know, I just, I don't want to put makeup on and I, and I do feel that being authentic is true. So I don't want to put a filter on to create my stories. So therefore I'm like, mm, not doing with stories. So I like the batching idea, but I do want your, your input. If you are a professional, um, you know, and you don't, should you be worried about putting your unmade up face online um so just want to know no you should do it do it <laughs> no I you know, yeah yeah okay. honestly I don't wear makeup a lot so I put an, an yeah. unmade up face on quite a bit I do put on makeup for okay. podcasts and whatnot because if I don't I look like a ghost like the <laughs> the lighting for some reason yeah. it just washes me out so much you can't even see my face but um Otherwise, if I'm, you know, taking a selfie in my car, if I'm going to a client meeting or something like that, I generally won't have a made up face. Um, and so mm. I think that's just another piece of that authenticity. Like, we don't wake up with makeup on. We don't, you know, most of us yeah. don't wear it day to day. There's a lot of, um, yeah. you know, it's really more common now to not wear makeup. And if you do wear it, it's a much more natural look than it used to be like maybe when I was a kid. Um, so I think mm -hmm. it's more accepted to not wear as much and it's just fine to show yourself just the way you are. Okay. I like that. <laughs> no, it, what's actually funny is, um, my first job, I, I, when I graduated from college, I moved to New York City and I was going out for interviews and I, and I was always a very like natural, like I've never been like pounded to put a ton of makeup on or anything like that. Um, and I, I had makeup on, but the, the, the headhunter I was working with was like, you really need to use, wear more makeup. And I'm like, why? I had makeup on yeah. um, and I did eventually have to learn how to actually apply makeup because I was going out for auditions and stuff. So I finally learned how to like apply eyeliner and things like that. Cause I was just like, uh, I'm, uh, like, how do I do makeup? I was like a, a child with a crayon. So I like literally learned how to do it by professionals teaching me, but yeah, but so for now that now I still remember that headhunter being like, you need to wear makeup. Otherwise you're not professional. That was a while ago. <laughs> So I appreciate yeah. you saying that like, I don't need to anymore. And hopefully this helps other, other people out there going like, ah, I can be myself. I don't need a filter. I don't need. Yeah. I like seeing that type of content. Like personally, I think okay. it's better. And if it makes you feel any better, I still haven't figured out the whole eyeliner thing. Like still like a child with a crayon, <laughs> like it's awful. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I like it, but I, I can't do it to save my life. So um, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a necessity <laughs> to be on social media yeah, at no, all. I, I, one, one tip I will give you, I love watching YouTube videos on how to do makeup. The next thing I learned is that I remember somebody telling me like, oh, you want to do winged eyeliner? Or you want to do some of these things that are kind of crazy or do fake eyelashes? They're like, do it at the end of the day before you wash your makeup off. Ah. Mess up. Just mess it up. Do it. Cause like, then if you think about it at the end of the day, you could practice every single day. Even the ones you're not wearing makeup on, you'll be great. That's a good idea. Oh, I like that. Right? See? See? All right. So oh, if I come on again. I actually have fun. <laughs> no, I actually have more fun with makeup. It's not so much of a stress because I've, I practice with it. So then I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to try this. Ooh, I'm going to wear this lipstick. Yeah. And then it's fun. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, I want, you know, then I it's want fun. to show it off or something like that. But I feel like if you're like, yeah. feel pressured about it, then it's just not gonna, it's not gonna be good. It's just not. Yeah. All right. Well, so I like the advice because I wouldn't mind because I used to do it stories all the time and I would show up without makeup 
when I was doing lifestyle because I didn't think it mattered yeah. as much. Um, but now I'm like, oh, I don't feel comfortable now. Or sometimes I would do like the crazy, the filters that put like put makeup on you. But I did find those kind of fun. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, look at these false eyelashes. I wish I could do that to my own eyes, <laughs> right. you know. But um, all right. Well, I, I feel I feel I feel Good. better. So I'm going to start doing going to start doing that a little more because I do think that's an authentic thing. Yeah, I love it. Well, so I feel like we, we, we had like so many things. I had like my set list of things that we we're going to talk about. But I feel this is actually a better conversation because I feel like this is like real world stuff that people I hear you hear yeah. when, when we deal with clients. These are the questions that they have. Yeah. So I would love as we're kind of bringing this to an end, give me three of your like top social media tips that you would give, you know, you would give to the sure. audience. Um, so I think that planning ahead and scheduling is always my number one tip. My number two tip is talk to people, please, for the love of God, go talk to people on these platforms. <laughs> they, these are social platforms. It's social media. Mm. Go out and leave some comments. Um, it's really, really important. The third one is what I said earlier, just stop overthinking it. Don't worry so much about what you're posting and how you're posting. The more you do it, the better you'll get. Uh, the more you do video, the more you take photos of yourself, you're going to feel more comfortable. So stop overthinking it. You're not going to break the internet. It's going to be okay. Just give it a try. Like we're practicing with our makeup, practice with your social. And the, like I said, the more you do it, the better it'll get. I love it. I love it. So, so Nicole, where can people find out more about you? So I am active on Facebook and Instagram as Monomoy Social Media, and that's phonetically spelled M-O-N-O-M-O-Y. <laughs> Nobody can spell it. And <laughs> the links will awesome. be in the description box, so don't worry. <laughs> and um, on LinkedIn as Nicole Porter. Uh, those are the three platforms I'm pretty okay. active on. Awesome. Well, Nicole, it was so great. And thank you so much for being on the Powerful Portion of Bread podcast. I really appreciate having you thank on. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. Well, and thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.